today is the happiest day of our lives. Happy Easter to you. And happy 100 episode. Episode 100 of the podcast 23. So I did some quick math. I mean, the easy math is you and I have sat down now for 2,300 minutes at the completion of this podcast. Were you there for all of those? I, I was here for all <laughs> oh, of those. Okay. Who are you? Yeah. yeah. And then if you multiply that out, that's 138,000 seconds of just Michael and father bonding time. Father bonding. Is that my name? Father. <laughs> father. Hello, I'm Father, father bonding. Herb's bonding time with Michael. We are blessed. Isn't, I mean, really, this is the relationship. Now, when we started, did you think we would still uh, still be at this in a oh, hundred episodes? I didn't think people would give us more than a half of an episode, but look at us, a hundred episodes. Well, of- we don't know if they're giving us more than half of an episode. That's true. I do remember pitching this idea to you. Not, sh- I wasn't sure how you were going to respond, if this was going to be, yes, we should, or no, I'm not interested. But clearly, the proof is in the pudding. The, yes. The proof is in the, the podcast. The pudding. Where's the pudding? No. But where, okay, where's the Mr. Freeze? You promised me Mr. Freeze. Okay, so I believe... You, you promised me Mr. Freeze in front of all of our listeners. I did. Both of them. I <laughs> I um, I didn't bring Mr. Freeze today. I did get a lot done today, though. You did or did not? I did. I've had a very productive day. So okay. uh, that's why I didn't have time for Mr. Freeze. Well, normally we record on Tuesday... Today is Wednesday, late afternoon Wednesday. Following Easter Sunday. In fact, you might call it Wednesday evening. We're close. But uh, it's my day off. But here he is. I am here. But I did have a great day today. I went hiking. Oh, that's right. You did the wildflower walk? We walked on the wild side. Actually, we went (laughs) out to Gall. I can picture it now. Went to Gall Woods. G-O-L-L. If you Google it, you can find it. Yeah, it's a wonder. It's one of the premier places in Northwest Ohio for wildflowers. You uh, the, would know the this. trails were pretty good. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how many people were there. At least two dozen, uh, fifty North group, which is I'm not invited. You don't even you don't qualify. I don't qualify. <laughs> but it was a very informed group. And they were very nice to me. Therefore, it was fun. That's great. Yeah. They, 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 by the lo- way, that's the only way Father Herb has fun is if you're nice to him. Yeah. So. yeah. They, you know, if I, I, I was proven wrong on one of the flowers, but they were, I, I conceded. We, we, we had two guidebooks. We had five people's opinions. We, we went online. We, we took a picture of it and we matched it with what we found online. Yeah. And I was wrong. Colleen was right. Well, there you go, people. We have it recorded. He finally said it. I said I was wrong <laughs> about a flower. This is fun, though. Our 100th episode of the 23 podcast, talking about wildflowers. Beautiful spring day. And let's not forget to count about, uh, talk about the weekend that just happened. Wow. What a weekend. It was really remarkable. It was um, a beautiful celebration of Easter. The Easter vigil was incredibly moving for a lot of people. There were there were more than a few tears. Yes. What what I heard from a lot of people, and of course the ones who may not have been of same opinion, I did not hear from, but I heard from a lot of people that they got it in terms of Thursday, Friday, hmm. and then Easter, yeah. three parts of a whole, and that it's a movement. You know, you you move from one to the next to the next. Sure, it was uh, each night was just really special, especially doing it for the first time in the new space. And I found Sunday morning to be incredibly fun. That is the word I'm using to describe Sunday morning. I will be honest. 
I woke up Sunday morning, very dreading is not the word. I was, I had anxiety about the amount of people that were going to be here and the parking situation and how this was all going to go down, but it went off beautifully. I do want to say publicly, uh, what happened in terms of parking was nothing short of a miracle. It's an Easter miracle. An Easter miracle. We had the church full of people, the side chapel full of people. Yes. That was Father Jeff had that mass at 930. I had the 930 mass in Ron Colley Hall, at least 400, maybe 415, 430 there. So you put it together, we're probably talking uh, roughly 1,400 people, 1,350 to 1,400 people between the two places. Sure. We don't have that much room in our parking lot. They did not park people on the grass because the grass was so soft because of the rain. Two inches of rain that we had gotten. But everybody managed to get in. Yeah. And really, the thanks for that goes to the Knights of Columbus and their the volunteer hours that they put in to make and it was that highly happen. organized and people, people responded well. Uh, people, I think a lot of people were just happy there. It was clear that somebody knew what they were doing out there. So they were willing, you know, to follow orders. Like if you're going to park over here, they knew that. Sure. Or if you had to wait for the 11, 730 crowd to get out before the 930 crowd could get in, they were very reasonable. They accepted that. Sure. But, but say, with that in mind, Inside church was pretty cool, having the masses in the new church. And then I went over to Ron Colley. We had musicians there. You know, to have a second mass is no small feat. Not at all. Uh, you have musicians. You have Eucharistic ministers. You have lectors. You had uh, the the projection board, the sound technicians. You had servers. And the one thing we remembered at the right time was we also had to order additional collection baskets oh. <laughs> we spoken, realized we didn't have enough spoken like a true pastor yeah somebody said i should have just used easter baskets <laughs> <laughs> no it was a great morning and i you know looking back at I, we've been posting some of the pictures that jeff Montrose took uh beautiful as, beautiful photography exquisite yeah and it, it's so cool that we've now we've been able to capture our first triduum in the new church forever that people will be able to go back and look at it but just the pure joy on people's faces that he was able to capture, I think really also says that, you know, the spirit was alive in this place over yeah, the last week. To- totally. Uh, last night at RCIA, Mystagogia, mm-hmm. you know, we spent a lot of time processing and allowing people to talk about the experience. Sure. And they covered almost every aspect of every service. Really? It, it just, the whole thing meant so much to people. That's great. So That's great. But... So, we're going to go on because the Easter season has just begun. It's only just begun. You know what I love? What? Notice you'll you'll see with the antiphons now for the Easter season they always end with Alleluia. It's like we can't get enough Alleluias in. Did you notice that on Sunday we had to had Alleluias all over the antiphons? It's it's, it's supposed to be over the top. Yeah, literally, it's supposed to be over the top. We were where, what were you we doing? We we took a couple of days to go visit my wife's family, and one of the kids was asking if they could have. I forget. It was like ice cream with a cookie or something like that. And I was like, of course, it's Easter. It's the octave of Easter. Have three cookies. I don't care. Last, last night at RCIA, we always have a snack and different people bring in. Yeah. We had a complete meal last night. Uh, <laughs> and I even said, you know, you have the feast after the fast. Sure. De- definitely. And I think that's the, the beauty of this season. So this weekend is, of course, a very well-known gospel reading. It is well-known 
and it has so many levels. That uh, Bible study on Tuesday morning, I shared with the group some of the ways I have approached this gospel in the past because uh, different ways you can look at it, different parts you can can emphasize. Sure. So why don't we read it, and then I can talk about the different ways you can look at it. Is it always from John? It's always the Sunday after Easter. It's the same passage. It's from John. So we're in John chapter 20, verses 19 to 31. And it's uh, two parts. I'm going to let you read the first part. I get to read the second part. And the second part takes place a week after the resurrection. I think that's why we do it every year, a week after Easter. Got it. So you are on, Michael. So just to, just to, to clarify, the beginning of this is t- taking place on Easter Sunday, the day of the resurrection. Correct. All right. I just want so I'm doing con- I'm, the second part is a week after. Right. I just wanted context. But I, my part is a week after. So, <laughs> well, let's do my you're, part. You're first. you're so last week. I'm so behind. All right. Here we go. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked, where the disciples were for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, "Peace be with you." When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again. Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Dynamis, one of the twelve, was not with him when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nail in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now, a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Jesus answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book, but these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. Now, isn't that cool? So there's I have preached on different things. I've preached on. Yeah, I was going to ask what are some of the. Okay. The, the, the most obvious one is the, the doubting Thomas, sure. the believing Thomas. Then there, I preached already on the Didymus. Didymus apparently means twin. You know, Thomas was called the twin. Who he was, who is he the twin of? We don't know, oh. but he was called the twin. So was it literally or not? But I preached on, you know, we all have a twin, the believer and the, and the doubter. Oh, sure. Okay. I've, I have preached on the part when Thomas says, my Lord and my God, mm-hmm. that, uh, that incredible, incredible credo statement. Sure. I have preached on the phrase that Jesus uses, uh, peace be with you. And he says it again, peace be with you. I have preached, I preached a lot. I have, because you've been a priest for a long time. <laughs> I have preached on, obviously, the doctrinal question where he says, receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Sure. That whole power uh, entrusted into the church to do God's work. 
I had a question. What you know? It says whose sins you retain are retained. Has anybody ever retained somebody else's sin? Well, it's you know I was reading about this last week, and it's it's unclear what that even means. Okay, uh, but it probably is trying to say if I am empowering you to, with the responsibility to forgive. Yeah. You also have to be able to choose not to forgive if somebody is not asking for forgiveness. I think the only time God doesn't forgive is when somebody says, I'm not sorry. Mm. Uh, But the other aspect of the same passage is it's often used uh, not only about the sacrament of confession, but the empowerment of the entire church to stand up against evil, which is really quite remarkable because we know there's evil within the church sure. and especially in this day and age we we see it we feel it and we are embarrassed to high heaven about it yeah and and yet it's a statement like jesus is calling the church to be a force against the force of evil sure and that we have to trust that the holy spirit is with us and in that case it's also a lead into pentecost which is uh, 50 days later right Okay, so, so there's there's just so much in this passage. So the question is... What am I going to preach on this year? No, the question no, is... Do, well, you I thought, to, do you want to go to Mr. Freeze after this? And then the next question is, what are you going to preach on this year? <laughs> I'm, I'm working on my homily. That's good. And usually I, I have a, a good handle on it by this time in the week. And I think I do. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the locked door. They locked the door. The apostles needed a better security system. They need, yeah, they need one of those uh, ring or one of those things, you know. Oh, the video doorbells. Yeah, yes. do you have that kind of stuff? I would love one. I don't have one right now. But you have kinds of all kinds of automated stuff in your house, don't you? I do. Yeah, my front door lock is automated, so it has a. You key. just say, so you could do this from Dayton when you were down at your in-laws. You could say, uh, Siri, lock my lock up my house. Uh, yeah, I can lock or unlock the front door from my phone. Or the other night, this is a kind of a good example. I was going to bed, and uh, we also have Amazon Alexa in our house, and so oh, Alexa, I said Siri. I am so sorry. No, Siri is on the phone. Oh, Alexa but, okay. or Siri? Yeah. Uh, do they get jealous of each other? No, <laughs> no, they don't. They don't. Robots don't have jealousy. Do, do, does thing. one know the other one's there? No, no, <laughs> no. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but I did say I I have different automation set up, so when I give a command to Alexa at night. It kind of buttons up the house for the evening and turns off the lights and things like that. And I got upstairs and Alexa told me, it appears as though your front door is unlocked. Would you like me to lock it for you? And I said, well, yes, I would like you to lock it for me. And I thought, now there is a great example of technology working in my favor because I would have left the front door unlocked all night. And Alexa said, did you want me to lock it after the, the burglar got in the house? Then I'll lock it. And I said, yes, and please start making me breakfast for in the morning. <laughs> I'll see you in eight hours. You know, I, I would be so afraid to really trust that kind of stuff. I, like, okay, in full disclosure, even I trust technology. I still went down and checked it after she locked it. Okay, yeah, she locked it. It locked it. She. Yeah. But you said you, you rely on Alexa to wake you up in the morning. I use Alexa for an alarm clock. Yes. See, I would probably still set another alarm. I do on Sundays. I still set my phone. I set my phone and Alexa on Sundays to make sure that I'm up in time. Okay. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. You're a little more human than I was afraid you yeah. were. Yeah. I even told the whole band on it because our, you know, we got, I had the, the whole band get here Sunday morning at what, like 645 for Easter. So I told them set at least two alarms. Everybody was here on time. I was really proud of them. Yeah. It, it was great. And they were here on time. Uh, Sunday morning, it was kind of interesting. 
because I think I got up about 4.30, 4.45, got over here and parked over at St. Clair Commons. And it was still dark, but I walked the road to come over. Yeah. It was beautiful. Like the it road was to Emmaus? The road to St. John the St. John the 23rd. <laughs> but it, it road to Emmaus, by the way, was the third reading on, the third option for Easter. So uh, we had Luke at the Easter vigil. Yeah. We had John for Mass in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then there was one more option for Easter Mass during the day, and it was the road to Emmaus. Well, I told you. I, which I always want to use, but we never used that reading on Easter. We should some year. That would be kind of cool. Uh, I told you on Sunday morning, I knew you were going to park over at St. Clair. And I got here, I thought, pretty close to when you were going to get here. So I started driving over to St. Clair's because I thought, well, I'll pick him up so he doesn't and have to And you were walk. trying to run me down. Well, and I thought, here I am. It's pitch black, and there's a man walking on this road wearing all black. <laughs> Don't hit the priest on Don't Sunday. Don't hit the priest on, on Easter, Easter morning. By the way, you were already in the church. By, by the way, that also reminds me, we made a pledge on the podcast. We did. To each to wear something new ah. for Easter. Actually, I was surprised nobody came up and asked me. Well. Did anybody ask you? No, but I brought it up to some people. Uh, <laughs> so w- what was it new that you wore? My bow tie was brand spanking new. And it was very nice. And Thank I you. And you asked me if I had something new, and it, I did. You did. I had a new black shirt. And I, I confess to you that that's hard to tell, but I'm, I'm trusting. It looked very nice. And, and that was the segue. That's how I got into this, because we talked about uh, driving on a dark road with a man dressed in black. Sure. In a, in a brand new black shirt. <laughs> <laughs> even darker. It hasn't been, even been through it the washing machine. It hasn't been washed out yet. Okay, uh, so so here it is a week later. Why is why does Thomas not believe the first time? If your closest associates, your closest associates, the people you've spent a couple of years with, yeah, you hung around with them. You know Jesus as well as they do. If they all say to you, we have seen the Lord, he's alive, he was here, why does he not believe? Because he's human. I mean, it, I, I, I... Is it seeing is believing? Or is it more is it more profound than that? Well, I, I think it's easy for us to say that seeing is not believing now because there are billions of people that have believed in Jesus' resurrection without actually seeing it. And that's the end where Jesus says, blessed are those who have not seen and, and yet believe. Yes. But I think then with all that they've been through, why wouldn't he say, I don't believe it till I see it? I don't. I honestly don't blame him for saying it. I may have had the same reaction. I and, and I, think okay. I have a little different theory, but go ahead with it. And think about this motley crew of guys that he was hanging around with. Peter denied Jesus. Judas betrayed Jesus. Oh, Judas wasn't there. But who knows what the rest of these guys what were was up going to. on in their hearts? Yeah, I mean, so I don't. I don't blame him. Here's my theory. I think he was afraid to believe. He didn't want to. He didn't want to be disappointed again. Huh. He, he had put everything into following Jesus. Sure. It would be like too much. I also think that John uses him as sort of a foil, like that lots of people uh, have everything right in front of them and they still struggle to accept the truth. It's like Thomas is every man. Yeah. Thomas is every woman. You know, Thomas is there for all of us to say, oh, yes, uh, I need to sometimes believe in spite of things. But I think people will also just beat themselves up when they have a moment of doubt. Like, if I were a good Christian, I would never doubt. But I think that's just part of the human experience. Well, he, he wasn't doubting Thomas. He was downright denying Thomas. Right. I mean, 
I think a real doubt, if it's part of the quest, is good. If it's doubt in where you're trying to uh, explain away something, that's sure. not doubt. That's just you know cynicism. Yeah. But I don't think he was doubting. I think he was just saying it doesn't make sense, and I'm afraid to let myself believe because if I put if I put myself on the line for this, yeah, and somebody. Disappoint me, disappoints me again. That's more than I could deal with. You know, you saying that really reminds me of because I, I, I was thinking about this gospel today and what we might talk about. And I was thinking, you know, I think a very sometimes painful topic or Im- important topic for so many people are family members or friends um, that just simply don't believe anymore. And I and I know for some people, when it's their children, it's even harder. Well, but see, there's two groups. There are those who don't believe, but then there are also those who don't practice. Sure. And then, of course, you have to really ask the question, what does believing mean? Is it just kind of a a mental position I take? Yes, I believe I believe there's the sun will rise uh, or the sun. No, this is a better one. I believe the sun is going to burn itself out in X number of million years. Yeah. I guess I believe that. Scientists say that's going to happen, but it doesn't affect me daily. Sure. So that's, I don't know if that's even faith. I think if a lot of people say, oh, I believe Jesus, but he existed. I believe he rose from the dead. But if you, if it's not affecting us right now, I don't know if I would even say you believe it. And I think the beauty of what we saw over the last week was how faith does affect us now and how it's transforming lives. And how we need to be surrounded by other people of faith. We need that. We need other people who are willing to say, this is worth getting up on Sunday morning, putting on some bright colored new clothes because I believe Jesus is Lord. Unless you're Father Herb, then you just wear a new black shirt. A a, a new black shirt. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. Hey, what do you say? Let's do another 100 episodes. Okay, let's take it one at a time. All right, we'll see you next week.